0: In this episode of The Full Nerd, Radeon Refresh, Intel Arc Benchmarks and Delays, and Crypto Crap with Nvidia. Welcome to episode 216 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Brad Charkis. Gordon couldn't make it today, so fill it in for the first time ever. Uh, PC World staff writer Michael Kreider. Hi, <laughs> mike's been covering a lot of the graphics card news that's been coming out recently so we thought he'd be a great fit for this graphics filled episode and as always controlling the verticals and horizontals is adam patrick murray
1: hello it's me i'm here uh yeah i, got, I gotta I got say uh it's good to have you here mike this is your first time on the show
2: uh i'm very I'm, excited
1: yeah I'm, I'm appreciate you you coming by and you know what i i tell you what I I look over at the website. You know, obviously, I do the the video stuff, and I, I don't write too much, a little bit. But anytime I get to go to pcworld.com, I I see I see your wonderful art- articles
2: all the time. So that's you, you put out a lot of good stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, most of the time I'm covering our daily news or stuff. Especially if you're looking at the, at the site in the mornings. Every once in a while, you'll see an editorial or a review come my way.
1: Nice, nice. Well, yeah, we're we're here to talk about GP It's funny we uh, Gordon is gone. He's uh, he's on a work trip, uh, but we uh, I was putting down all the all the the notes for for the uh, the episode today, and I was like, dang, this is all GPU stuff. So we don't even need him. You know what I mean? He, nah. he can just stay home. Uh, <laughs> so first up though, you, Brad, you've been you've been doing some reviewing, huh? A lot, I've been, lots been doing of lots
0: of reviewing. <laughs> uh. Well, what are you reviewing? Yeah. man? uh so yeah today amd launched a refresh they're actually calling it a refresh the 6x50 refresh for a bunch of its graphics cards so basically now that everything is rocking and rolling rdna 2 is an established product uh they're pushing it to its full potential now that graphic cards prices are starting to normalize a bit and you know intel's arc We'll get to more on that later, but Intel's Arc is coming this summer sometime. AMD's, you know, getting things ready. They launched a trio of new old cards today. They're new spins on existing GPUs. Uh, we have the three hundred ninety nine dollar Radeon RX sixty six fifty XT, the five hundred forty nine dollar Radeon RX sixty seven fifty XT, and a thousand ninety nine dollar Radeon RX sixty nine. 50 XT. So they're basically refreshing everything 10 1080p performance, 1440p performance, 4K performance. Everything's getting a refresh. Uh they're basically the existing GPUs. There's no changes in core counts, no changes in ray tracing capabilities, none of that. Uh they've increased the power on all of these. They've bumped the memory speeds up from 16 gigabits per second. Effective to 17.5 in the 6650 XT and 18 gigabytes per second in the higher end cards, and juice the clocks a little bit. So, when all is said and done, all these cards cost a little bit more than their namesakes and they're a little bit faster.
1: Nice. Well, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for the high level. (laughs) Some details. Uh, So, you're, you're saying that they're refreshing. But also, it's a little bit of a price jump on each one of them. Are they going to yeah. keep around the vanilla non fifty? I don't know how to.
0: They're keeping most of them. I actually asked that specific question when I saw these because, like, the sixty seven fifty gets awfully close to the sixty eight hundred. Uh, you know, this is a much, uh, much enhanced version of the sixty nine fifty, uh, as opposed to the sixty nine hundred. Uh, But yes, AMD said they're keeping most of their existing product stack around. Uh, The only thing that's going to be going away is the $380 Radeon RX 6600 XT. So that's going away, which stinks because this card is just a little bit faster. Uh, But now it costs $20 more. So that kind of stinks.
1: (laughs) Huh. Interesting. And and there's no why no um, uh, uh, 6850 XT.
0: Didn't get into that. You must just be happy with the stack. It's already got 12 gigabytes. It's already, to me, like my favorite card of the bunch is the 6950 XT. It definitely trades blows with the RTX 3090. I was never sent a 3090 Ti, so I don't have one of those to compare it to. But if you're interested in pure gaming, uh, the 6950 XT is like, I would opt for that over the 3090 every day. Uh, it's a very good card eleven hundred bucks that 's a ridiculous amount of money uh but the 6800 sixty eight hundred x t are already like great alternatives to that so i'm not surprised to see they didn't add even more to that stack because like right now there's the 6,800 and the 6,800 XT, there's no 6,700 in 67. There's just the 6,700 XT. So if you start adding 50 SKUs into this stack, it'll be, get very complicated very fast.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. yeah.
0: Which is probably why they're getting rid of part of the reason, why they're getting rid of the 6,600 XT, because if they had left that in place, there would be the 6,600 6, XT and the 6,650 XT, and things just get confusing with too much stuff going on
2: yeah yeah speaking of all those product lines did uh did anybody see say anything about availability for all of or are we doing anything to make sure you can actually get your hands on one if you want to
0: uh no there's nothing specific about that uh that being said gpu availability availability is a lot better than it has been uh it's it's you start to be able to actually find them uh amd is going to sell reference models of the 6750 xt and 6950 xt through its own website uh they didn't send us one of those to review and i've heard from some uh system builders that they haven't been offered any of those either so i'm not sure how many of those will be available but the majority of these will be handled third party like normal
1: and you you tested specifically the Sapphire versions of these cards. Yep,
0: right? I tested overclocked, even more expensive versions of all three of these cards. The Nitro Plus line from Sapphire. Uh, I've been a huge, huge fan of Sapphire's Nitro stuff for generations now. Uh, this is no exception. Uh, they put a lot of effort into their engineering and their cooling system and just their design. Uh, the sixty-six fifty XT Nitro Plus and the sixty-seven. 50 XT Nitro Plus that I reviewed stick to the same existing design that Sapphire's used this generation, I believe last generation as well for RDNA 1. Uh, so it's kind of cyberpunky kind of looking. It's got ARGB, it's got dual bio switch, it has all that stuff. Uh, the 6950 XT is possibly the coolest looking graphics card that I've ever reviewed. It is the first graphics card. My, my kid, my teenager grew up with me reviewing graphics card, actually. And this is the first one when I was benchmarking it. She walked in and goes, whoa, what's that? It's just <laughs> a huge, massive, all white with RGB metal box, basically. That's incredibly cool, incredibly quiet and incredibly powerful. And it has a secondary BIOS that amps up the juice and clock speeds even more. So it's just a beast. <laughs>
1: Nice. Well, so you're They're saying you, your uh, your daughter broke the embargo? You, you she, she saw <laughs> she, a secret. Oh dang
0: it! I, I broke I broke the NDA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let my kid see it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Busted. So so yeah, that card I'm actually pretty happy with the uh, 6950 XT. Like I don't think people should be buying cards of that caliber in general. If you are buying a card that's a thousand dollars plus to game with, you're very much the enthusiast enthusiast. This is one of the best options if you're in that category. Uh, Mostly because I took the time of testing, at least in a handful of games, uh, AMD's software features. So smart access memory and Radeon super resolution. Uh, And I find they work wonderfully and they can supercharge performance. So NVIDIA has its RTX and DLSS bastions, obviously. Like, those are great. Like, there's no question that DLSS rocks and NVIDIA is the best at ray tracing. These cards ain't great at ray tracing. They can't get the job done. You might have to drop down a resolution. But AMD smart access memory is a lot more effective than the kludge that Intel and NVIDIA have thrown together. Uh, so you see, it's very game-dependent and resolution-dependent. Uh, but it can increase performance by a decent amount of smart access memory if you have a recent Ryzen system. But the real star of the show is Radeon Super Resolution, which NVIDIA has a similar technology called... I forget, NVIDIA Image something or another. They, 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 NIS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Radeon Super Resolution makes it real easy. You flip toggle, uh, you just set your resolution to lower in the game, and it'll upscale the game. There is some loss on image quality, so I probably wouldn't want to use this with the 6650 XT because if you're upscaling from 720p to... 1080, it can get a little grainy because it's working with so much fewer pixels to begin with. But if you're playing at 1440p or 4K and upscaling from either 1080p or 1440p, uh, the loss in image quality is not very noticeable at all, especially in action, you have to pause and pixel peep. And if you turn that on, on the 6950 XT and upscale from 1440p with smart access memory on, you're getting 1440p, levels of gaming performance but outputting at 4k and it's it works radio super resolution works in every game so it's just a huge you know feather in their cap big bonus when one of the downsides to that though is we've loved sapphire's tricks boost for years they won our 2019 innovation award they were kind of innovating in this uh you know the space to begin with before dlss and fidelity effects super resolution came into play uh, Radeon Super Resolution kind of took away, you know, its luster. There's no reason to use Trix Boost with Radeon Super Resolution now available. That being said, a cool thing you can do with it is Trix Boost lets you make custom monitor resolutions. And one of the vagaries of Radeon Super Resolution is you sometimes have to change the desktop resolution to, a, if you want to even find control over what it's upscaling from, you use Trix Boost to create custom ones around that
2: interesting huh okay so i found that uh that putting on um ray tracing for games even like low intensity stuff like fortnite just is not an acceptable compromise for me so i'll try it out look at the pretty colors and then switch it off a a few minutes later uh would you say that amd is beating nvidia as far as the performance if you're only looking for that super resolution effect and you don't really care about all the rtx effects
0: If you don't care about ray tracing, yeah, Radeon Super Resolution is great. DLSS, don't get me wrong, is better technology. It's clearer. There's less image degradation, et cetera, et cetera. But Radeon Super Resolution for these higher resolutions works very, very well, and it's universal. And Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot to be said for that. DLSS only works in games where DLSS is available. Uh, Radeon Super Resolution works everywhere. So it's great.
1: Well, and even FSR, is. is, I I, I believe the FSR game support is is bigger than dlss
0: yep that's actually part of this announcement as well i'm glad you mentioned that uh amd also announced the first wave of 10 games that are going or 10 or so games that are going to be having fsr 2.0 starting with death loop which is going to be available just a couple days from now on the 12th i believe so nice good stuff nice. and there's yeah, farming simulator those. there's <laughs> awesome. some other things so fsr 2.0 is coming but as far as the cards themselves go i really really like the 6950 xt again it's a luxury halo product it's not for most people but especially in the sapphire nitro pure it's called version uh it's it's really good it's a really good graphics card uh the 6650 xt and 6750 xt i'm much less excited about uh because I wasn't super excited about the 6600 XT and the 6700 XT to begin with. Like, they're fine, but I felt they were overpriced for what they offer. Now that graphics cards are starting, prices are starting to normalize, that matters more. And both of these cards are just a little bit faster, like 5 to 10% faster uh, for a bit more money. So we we're talking the pre-show, somebody bought a 6700 XT and was like, oh no, this just came out today. Don't worry about it the 6700 xt is still a great option it's still sticking around
1: of course yeah
0: it doesn't these cards don't like effectively change anything in the nvidia versus geforce battle in my opinion
2: hmm.
1: and what, what what do you think about the the future uh of of radeon do you do you think that these signal that that this kind of 6000 series is going to be around for for a little bit longer
0: Uh, I'm hoping that we see next gen by the end of the year. Uh, It might be early next year. I'm hoping sometime this year. Uh, The rumors seem to suggest that kind of timeframe. I think this is mostly them rejiggering against the various launches that NVIDIA has done recently. And they're both like setting the deck ahead of the ARC launch, which is happening sometime this summer. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so they're, you know, they new cards. They're a little bit faster. Uh, to me, the biggest takeaway from this is I got to spend more time testing SAM and Radeon Super Resolution in conjunction, and they're a delightful combination if you're playing at 1440p or 4K, especially.
1: Nice. Well, do you think you would still, know, knowing that potential next gen from both NVIDIA and AMD is potentially coming this year, Well, and then maybe Intel stuff, do you
0: would you recommend if still pick it up you know or
1: you're I, like ah, I, at this point should you wait i mean
0: i i don't even try to give that kind of advice anymore if you have <laughs> the money and you've been you know waiting for years to upgrade at this point and these are available maybe hop on it uh if you're looking at the 6650 XT or 6750 XT I would almost if you can they're hard to find, but if you could find a 3060 TI for roughly 400 to 450 bucks, I'd probably opt for that. Uh, the 6650 XT has a $400 MSRP, uh, which is the same as theoretically the 3060 TI. Uh, and if both of those do wind up being available at MSRP, the 3060 TI blows it out of the water and it has all the ray tracing and DLSS features. That being said, You know, 3060 TIs are still regularly going for closer to 550 plus. AMD's marketing in the press briefing actually tried making the point, hey, you know, the 66... The 3060 Ti is 550. The 3070 is 700 and something, 770 or 800 dollars, whereas ours are better priced. You know, here's our 600 or 400 6650 XT, and I'm like, "Mm, you can't do that. You can't say Mm -hmm. that yours are going to be at MSRP when you're saying all these other ones aren't. But I see what you're doing there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And if if prices
0: do remain inflated. Like, this would be a very good option for $400 in today's world. It kind of still hurts me. The reason I'm not super enthusiastic about this is because, like, when the 6600 XT first came out, I'm like, yeah, it's a very good, high refresh rate, 1080p graphics card. But it sucks that you got to pay $400 for that these days. That used to cost $200. It's the world that we're living in, but... Yeah, so I don't make buying recommendations anymore. If if you think this card is worth the money to you right now, buy it. Who knows when we'll see next gen? Who knows if it'll be available, etc. Cetera, etc.
1: Cetera. Yeah, we just got that question. Uh, Kenton Morton's asking: uh, Should they should they get a, a 3080 Ti Founders Edition uh, for 1200,
0: or, or wait for 40 series? Yeah, depends on how you want to roll the dice. Everything's a gamble these days, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. When,
2: whenever anybody asks me that, I almost always tell them to wait because when you wait, you give yourself options. Like if the new one comes out and it blows everything out of the water, you can spend that extra money and get it, or you can get the suddenly slightly cheaper older versions for a discount, and still have something that's, that's pretty amazing.
1: I think it also depends on how happy you are with what you currently have. I mean, if this mm-hmm. if this person's on a a 970 and it's like oh man i'm really itching for a new card then it's mm-hmm. like you know what just just oh, go yeah. for that thirty eighty ti it's gonna be good but if they're on a you know i don't know a, a 2080 super then it's like eh, mm-hmm. you know just keep rocking with that you're you're okay for a little bit so
0: yeah i have a 3080 ti and i love it so there you go <laughs>
1: yeah it's, it's a good card uh all right any anything else uh interesting about these reviews to to cover here go read go, uh brad's review on pc it's world long. right now yeah lots to cover it's, in there
0: yeah graphics cards reviews are a lot more complicated these days between smart access memory pci resizable bar upscaling stuff uh rtx you know ray tracing dlss versus fsr it's, it's a lot more work than it used to be i find that interesting uh but yeah no these are good Good graphics cards, if you're willing to stomach the price. I'm not super excited about the lower end ones. The 6950 XT, especially in this even more expensive Nitro Plus Pure version, I, I like that card a lot. If you're looking for high end frame gaming frame rates, like that's the way to go. So cool. All right, check it. Yeah, out. dig it. Nitro, Nitro Sapphire makes great products. The Nitro line, you won't you you pay a little bit more for them, but they're super quiet, super cool. Yeah,
1: I don't go think fast. I've actually ever so. tried a Sapphire card most of mine yeah. on hand are usually evga i guess um yeah. all right sweet well then uh, that's uh
0: like uh a top nvidia brand evga and sapphire's a top amd brand so there you go
1: uh all right cool let's uh let's go on to uh, the the third player in the in the realm and that's intel we we got two things to talk about here uh we do yeah so w- which one do you want to start off with first
0: Uh, Let's just quickly touch on the benchmarks because we already did a separate video about that, but it's still news we're talking about. Yeah. So uh, Intel's Arc 370M Arc A3 entry-level models came out in laptops a month or two ago. We've talked about it before. They theoretically, yeah, came out in laptops a month or so ago. turns out they were only in Korea in one super expensive model. Now they're starting to come stateside. Uh, That being said... No review units have been sent out to press. Uh, it, benchmarks have been very elusive, like leading people to believe, like, hey, what's going on here? How's these things actually perform that they're starting to turn up in 1500 dollar plus laptops? Uh, one of our contributors, Matt Smith, who used to be the computing editor over at Digital Trends, he actually lives in Oregon and he was invited to visit Intel's campus uh, and spend an hour benchmarking five identical ARC, a370m laptops reference models from uh intel so we we're able to get some of the first benchmarks from that mobile gpu and it's pretty good like it's a good entry-level chip like it holds its own versus the rtx 3050 which is typically in gaming laptops that you find between 600 and a uh, it held its own in 3DMark Time Spy against the 3050. It held its own. And Matt Matt is a big fan of Final Fantasy 14, So he ran that to, you know, try a more popular game on it. He ran re- Shadow... Re-
1: real quick, just one funny note. Uh, somebody, a couple people commented in, in the video because G- Gordon and I took all these results and made a video out of it before, before it went live. Uh, so if you want to see in depth more on that. But Gordon, like beforehand, he's like Final Fantasy XIV. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I was like fourteen, man. And he's like, you know, so he went on his own, his own Roman numeral rant kind of thing. But then he, I was like, actually, dude, a lot of people play Final Fantasy 14 He's like, really? A lot of folks who who plays that. And I'm just like,
2: people who are tired of WoW. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. i was like it's it's the hot mmo right now and he's just like who has time to play an mmo you know gordon typical gordon kind of yeah. stuff but it was funny because yeah then he was just looking at the benchmark and he's like all right well i, I don't know how to make context of this <laughs> i was like you know maybe you should put it in your suite i mean final fantasy 14 is is pretty yeah. hot so anyway I like to, now it's i'm gonna like think of
0: it as final fantasies the friend of the show there we uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so matt ran final fantasy 14 because that's a very popular mmo that Runs on a lot of things. Get some uh, comparison there. He ran 3 Mark Time Spy because everyone runs 3 Mark Time Spy on mobile GPUs. Uh, he ran Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is getting older at this point, but still looks great and is representative of like the best of what to expect out of last gen consoles, let's say. And he also ran Metro Exodus Enhanced Edition, which is the newer version that needs ray tracing. Uh, just to kind of get a broad scope of what's kind of available because when you only have an hour to benchmark these things especially if you're running them on five different systems so that you can run multiple tests on multiple things kind of check for accuracy uh you have very limited time to get what you so he's trying to go for the broad strokes uh and you know it's right there with the rtx 3050 so for a budget entry level kind of graphics card that's great uh you know we could use more budget competition that's great uh these are showing up initially in more expensive evo models so we'll have to see how that goes they're kind of targeting creators more uh along those lines matt actually used the tool that gordon loves topaz video Enhance ai which uh supports some of arc's deep link technology which is a new feature specifically for all intel systems so basically uh Deep Link for content creators will let you take advantage of the media encoding engine in the discrete GPU, as well as the integrated GPU that's in the CPU itself, and use them together to accelerate accelerate workloads. Uh, Topaz takes advantage of that, and it worked to great effect. In Matt's test, uh, it turned in a time significantly faster than the RTX 3050 and only a bit behind the RTX 3060, which was absolutely smoking it in gaming tests. So that speaks that Intel might be onto something there if they can work to make DeepLink more universal and interesting with the bigger pro- products out there, the bigger software.
1: suites. Yeah, and I think for me, looking through this, and, and Gordon kind of, you know, saw this too, yeah, you know, it, I mean, obviously, once again, it's always laptop dependent. You know, the eighth three 370 m is a, a thin and light convertible design that, that, that Matt tested with, but we also had, you know, an a RTX 350 and a, a thicker gaming laptop, uh, <laughs> so, you know, like, it, it just... The design will always uh, depend on, on how it's going to perform. But yeah, I mean, generally, you're, you're probably looking at a thirty fifty for gaming, which I, I would say is cool in one context. A little bit of a bummer because, uh, yeah, at least it's starting off with like a higher price tag. But I think their messaging and what i'm more excited about is the content creation stuff i, w- I want to see way more content creation stuff because if if that whole deep link stuff is is really good if the av1 uh you know is is going to be a game changer then it's like okay i can see intel being like oh you know hey it- it'll game you know but really you know we're going for the premium experience for like creators so i'm, <laughs> I'm curious yeah
0: To me, that's the bummer about the fact that there have been no review samples of this yet, because I find those special features, especially Deep Link, to be super interesting, like unlike what any other company is doing right now. But we just have no idea how well they work. Like, fortunately, Matt does this. Matt actually runs a retro computer gaming pc gaming channel on youtube called computer gaming yesterday he actually uses topaz video ai to upscale stuff so this is like a real world workload for him and i would love to be able to see how all the other deep link features work but not yet
1: yeah it's just weird yeah that they're not intel is not coming forward you know with and letting people you know kind of kind of do more yeah. even more testing or, or reviews and stuff like that you
0: usually like we don't agree to review conditions when we review things like in this case it was here do whatever you want for an hour that was basically our conditions like we'll have five of these set up you tell us the benchmarks like you put the benchmarks on there we'll run what you want i would accept review conditions that say we'll send you one of these laptops but you can only test content creation of deep link features like i think that would be rad and that would let them put their best you know they're key interesting features forward but yeah haven't seen it yet
1: of of course as long as we're clear about it but yeah i mean it's the like that 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 is the thing that they they hold in their hat that you know a lot of people are excited about obviously it's a smaller subset of just normal people who are going to (laughs) game you know on it kind of thing so like i yeah i understand it but uh, yeah it's 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 the one thing i'm i'm very very curious about
0: well i mean the first Arc laptops are all these more expensive Evo models and they're pitching it as way better content creation performance than just integrated XE graphics or Z or whatever. So, I mean, that's definitely true. (laughs) Yeah, but we just
1: (laughs) prove it. I get
2: the the impression that the number of chips that Intel is being able to push out for these first generation graphics cards is really, really low. So they're trying to aim it for those really premium models obviously intel has a lot of push and pull with the manufacturers and this is the market that they're trying to capture uh that, that's fine for like introductory things but if we get like six months eight months ten months down the line and you're, you're still trying to have these two thousand dollar laptops that get roughly the same kind of gaming performance as a one thousand twelve hundred dollar laptop then you've got a problem you really got to push out that that uh, those numbers for them
0: Yep, yeah. and i did see some talk on twitter and other places after this article went live because we were one of the first ones to have arc benchmarks uh asking why you know the laptops that we compared it to are in different configuration modes and stuff like that not set up to run the exact same like battery performance profile and stuff like that Uh, the answer is these are all laptops that we've reviewed recently and have in our database but we didn't have on hand at intel so we couldn't sit there and tweak and do all that stuff so Laptop benchmarks are tricky. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 definitely. So. But well, what about the desktop side of things? We're excited. Oh. Hashtag wafer arc. It's coming soon, right?
0: Mike, you want to take it?
2: Uh, sure. We had a story break earlier today. It was actually a blog post coming out of Intel. And they were essentially telling both, uh, both consumers and investors hey, here's our, our timeline for the desktop side of these arc GPUs coming out. And without really framing it as either positive or negative negative, they said, look, it's going to hit China first. Basically we're sending it to our OEM and manufacturer partners in the Chinese market. And that's how we're going to hit the Q2 target that we've been talking about for about six months. Uh, And then, and only then will the rest of the world get it. And it's the context is that they're trying to frame these as looking specifically for that low end GPU market. And those are the ones that are going to be hitting the Chinese market and those Chinese machines first later, Q3, fingers crossed, we'll be getting those more mid-range, high-end cards, and those will go for a worldwide release. But again, it's going to follow that really predictable schedule of uh, manufacturer partners and OEMs, and then finally hitting a retail release. So obviously, that's not great news for regular consumers.
0: Yeah, it's, it is disappointing, because during that, uh, you know, that where they tease the Arc limited edition desktop graphics card and everything. They they revealed Arc for laptops a couple months ago. They're like, yeah, you know, all this is coming in early summer, early summer 2022. But it's not just. It's only going to China first. It's it's only going to China first, and then when it does come over here later, it's only going to pre-built systems first, and then eventually, desktop builders will get it. So, it's kind of a bummer. That does lead me to believe that they're going to be leaning more heavily into the content creation things this first summer round. But we'll see how it goes. It's this this has been kind of painful to watch. It stinks. It's a terrible time to try getting into graphics cards. They make a point, they mention, you know, all the Chinese COVID shutdowns are a big reason for this. You know, they're still working on the software, which software is hard for graphics cards. Those are some of the biggest, gnarliest driver files that you'll find on your computer. But yeah, it's it's not inspiring me, filling me with confidence this launch so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's definitely been a lot of a lot of people who've pinned their hopes on oh yeah, Intel's gonna come out, they're gonna shake up the business, they're gonna, you know, undercut the competition, it's gonna force, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. Yep. But they still yeah. could. I mean they definitely still could. I think it's just a matter of the longer that waits, the sooner we get to next gen for, you know, NVIDIA yeah. and, and
2: well, if you're I mean, there. you could say they're gonna come in and shake up the market, but the reality of it is that in, in NVIDIA and AMD slash ATI almost 30 years of experience here all right if you were expecting to intel intel to come in and knock it out of the park right away that was extremely extremely unlikely and combine that with a bunch of manufacturer issues supplier issues this is not overly surprising that doesn't mean that it isn't disappointing for sure for sure
1: yeah and and i guess you know once again like we said with the laptop stuff me personally like i'm excited from the content creation standpoint of it too because I. I'm I'm lucky in the I'm in the position to have a separate gaming rig and a work rig, and it's like man, if you know if if I find out that I can have a, you know an awesome work rig that's Intel plus Intel, cool that that would be interesting uh, you know to try out, but yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not hoping on it for the necessarily the gaming side uh, anytime soon, but
0: yeah, it really feels like Intel missed its timing real bad here, and it's too bad. If they had managed to launch this last year, they would have sold everyone they made regardless of the price at this point. Well, if it does take till the end of summer, like there's a chance that NVIDIA's next gen GPUs will be announced before these hit the streets, <laughs> you know, RDNA three could be anytime sometime in the latter half of the year. Like, It really feels like they miss. And now that graphics card prices are normalizing as well, it feels kind of like they missed their chance to make a huge, as big of a splash as they wanted to on the desktop. Again, it'll depend on actual performance. It'll depend on content creation performance, it's looking like, and it'll depend on price tags. But if they announce a 3070 competitor for, let's say a 3060 price, but then a month later, RTX 4000 series comes out, then it's it's going to be a short-lived parade Hmm.
1: um yeah yeah uh yeah oh yeah sorry
0: go ahead it is good to see the mobile version already competing with the rtx 3050 that's good that's encouraging uh all the rumors and all the things they've been spitting out so far officially from Intel suggests that the top level desktop card will get up there close to a 3070. So that's good. So it is really going to depend on availability and price when it comes out would be my guess.
2: And, and I would caution people uh, against investing too much in that very first launch and those very first uh, benchmarks. Because we're talking about billions of dollars of investment from Intel. They're not going to make one series of graphics cards and then just shut the whole thing down. We're not talking about a Google launch here. Uh, so we, I would say conservatively, like at least two generations, almost certainly three generations is what they're going to invest for. And, and that's where we really need to see them get to the point where they're comfortable stepping up and competing at all levels. And if at that point it's a total failure, then you can, then you can scrub it, but it's not going to be immediately decided in one year. For sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. But the, the internet just loves to see big fanfare. Come on, man. You're taking that away from us. (laughs) All right. Well, like, I guess we'll hashtag continue to wait for ARK. (laughs) The hashtag keeps getting longer. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of NVIDIA, uh we got a couple things to talk about oh. on the nvidia side too Jeez.
0: yeah all the graphics stuff today <laughs> yeah. well i'll start with the quick and simple one first uh yeah. so this week the u.s sec slapped nvidia with a five and a half million dollar fine which is absolutely nothing to nvidia but it's good to see the government finding people millions or companies millions of dollars when they misbehave at least uh because during 2008, it made a lot of money from crypto mining sales. They sold GeForce cards to people who used it for crypto mining. But they to investors, they just like, yeah, our GeForce cards are selling great. And they didn't mention crypto mining whatsoever, which you are not allowed to do to hide volatile aspects of your business from your investors. Uh, so they got fined $5.5 million because of crypto. And... You know, on a more tangible crypto note, there is more NVIDIA crypto news this week that Mike can talk about.
2: Well, uh, anybody who's been following it will be familiar with the light hash rate, the LHR cards that came out. I think it was March of last year. And to to make a very complex thing, very simple, it's essentially NVIDIA crippling their cards for mining, uh, specifically to try and make them more appealing for gamers, less appealing for the cryptocurrency miners. Well, one cryptocurrency mining system has come out and said that they've completely unlocked these cards they can do it at a 100 percent rate and hey it's it's party time for crypto miners so i think that's uh everything from the 3050 all the way up to the 3080 ti was affected by these from about the, the early batches in 2021 going forward
1: wait but is this is this just a virus if i download its it is it gonna uh, be a trojan horse <laughs> I mean, I didn't download
2: it. I'll be perfectly honest, uh, but it, it is generally one of its. What what is the name of the place? It was. It was it's nice one of hash. the more respected. Nice hash. Yes, it's one of the more respected, one of the more dependable people in the crypto uh, arena, as far as that goes. So yeah, but it's also coinciding with a a huge drop in the cryptocurrency and NFT markets. We're talking about. I think it was almost fifty percent of the general value of that market has been wiped out in the last couple of weeks.
1: Wow. I, I didn't know it was that so, bad
2: <laughs> yeah i mean without without wishing to go outside of our wheelhouse it's it's very much a, a mixed bag if you're into cryptocurrency mining with big gpu dependent systems
1: yeah i I'll, I'll say a a lot of the the people you know uh, here that, that follow us are uh are people who who bought a card and just kind of like let it mine in the background when they're you know off to work during the day so then over time it hope hopefully kind of you know, gets their cost back from from buying the card. So, yeah I, I guess this maybe lets them do that again. <laughs> yeah, to I mean, some with degree.
2: These specific cards. I mean, if you were interested in that particular market, you bought AMD cards last year, anyway, since they don't have these these software blocks.
0: It depends. Frick. Uh, it's worth noting as well that this isn't a universal workaround. Mm-hmm. Uh It does defeat LHR, but it doesn't defeat the newest version of LHR quite yet. So the RTX 3050 and the 12 gigabyte 3080 have a slightly different version, and this doesn't fully bypass those. So NVIDIA might keep, you know, updating this firmware as time goes on, as new cards roll out. Uh, Updating the firmware to include this is something you'd have to ship from the factory. Nobody who buys these cards is going yeah you can't just easily update the firmware to block mining after the fact so Mm. if they do roll out new versions of lhr to get around this in the future it'll have to be with new cards coming from the factory Hmm. which might make things very very tricky to keep track of if you're trying to buy used for crypto mining purposes
2: yeah and if you're buying for crypto mining purposes there you can find cards that don't have these i think even even (laughs) nvidia sells their 3090 and i think 3090 ti that very specifically don't have these limitations in place. Obviously, you're looking at an extra $1,000, $1,500 of initial investment, but if you're trying to make money off of your hardware anyway, you can justify yeah.
0: it. It's, it's hard to justify it now, actually. So this, I don't think, is the death knell that some people seemingly think that it is. Because the uh, mining market is down as far as it is right now, there's still the ever-present you know, specter of the Ethereum merge that they've been saying is going to happen for three years. Now they originally said it would happen by the middle of the year. They're like, Oh, we're still hoping for it to be this year. It might be a few months, but we've heard that before, but between that specter looming and the fact that. Ethereum prices are down as much. And these cards are still selling for MSRP or higher. uh, I think it takes, even with LHR defeated, these cards are still an expensive proposition for someone looking to buy for mining and profit making purely but we'll see how it all goes it's been a weird couple of years man
1: yeah it, it, very <laughs> very much yes I I, yeah. I I feel like i say that uh, uh at least once a week <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Thing, things are weird <laughs> only getting weirder <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, R- Retro Sean points out in the chat uh, takes over a year of mining twenty four seven on a new GPU for it to pay for itself, let alone turn profit. So, yep, that's assuming
0: but, predictable market prices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if they spike depend. again, if they spike again, that could change. So,
2: yeah, we've we've oh. seen pretty dramatic losses market wide for cryptocurrency stuff before. We've seen it drop twenty to thirty percent within a week. Not quite this much before, but to to try and say that the market is either dead or dying would be premature in the extreme yeah definitely
1: definitely around to
0: stay yeah
1: well all kinds
0: uh, of graphics news this week i know
1: god man uh well and then uh to back it up uh you know some people were saying uh that the the whole nvidia fine is just kind of a uh, bs because obviously five million dollars to a company that is, uh, they don't what, care. You know, a five hundred billion dollar company or something. <laughs> you know, it's oh yeah. It that's, that's, <laughs> that
2: was that was basically a memo to the investors and said like, like, hey, they they didn't tell you this, and we would like you to know that they didn't tell you this. Mm. Effectively nothing.
0: <laughs> that's one thing I admire about the European Union. Like when they find people, they don't mess around. Or when they find companies, <laughs> they don't mess around.
1: Yeah. Oh, and uh, we got a, a $5 super chat from Den Vera 1G1 it says, let me fix the headlines of mainstream media. The SEC finds NVIDIA less than three hours of 2018 income for defrauded <laughs> <their> investors <laughs> in 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yep. That is pretty good.
0: That is pretty good. Yeah, that's you. great, actually. <laughs> I wish I had done that math and used that headline to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: anyway nvidia uh,
0: for what it's worth just to put a bow on it nvidia did not admit wrongdoing they're just like yep we will cis and desist whatever you're saying that we're doing and here's five million dollars yeah they're like oh you know maybe it came in at four million and they're like you know what let's
2: just just
1: make it a round number let's make it five million here you go
2: (laughs) i mean you can't blame nvidia for not wanting to admit that they're making billions and billions of dollars off of this incredibly speculative piece of of almost imaginary money but uh yeah, apparently that's a no-no. Is is leaving that information out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
1: curse right, well, laws. Yeah, uh, y- you know what isn't a no-no, and that's. Uh... Get into the Q and A. So let's uh, right. let's t- let's take some questions. Uh, the show is just going so quick without Gordon around. Jeez,
0: man. <laughs> all these I'm not so good at talking. I'm not so good at the rants. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you got a question, uh, get them in in the questions at PC World uh, right now during the live show. If you're listening or watching this later, there's a link in the description to go to our Discord, uh, and there's a full nerd questions section in there that you can drop it in. I, I have some I'll get to. Uh, First off, I want to get to a couple Super Chats that that were sitting around uh, from earlier. Uh, Denvara1g1 once again gave us a $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much. Uh, Said, do you think the rumored RTX 3060 class APU would require at least three channels of DDR5, if not four to eight, to get that performance?
0: Ooh, that's an interesting question. So that rumor is that the new Dragon Range chips that AMD announced for laptops last year, uh, next year, which we covered in the last episode, will have 3060 low TDP class performance from its integrated graphics. Uh, that's a good question. It would depend on the technical aspects. Uh, that's going to be made for extreme high-end Laptops, so if so, they could just populate it with four channels. I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> that's not even a desktop chip, so <laughs> I, I I wouldn't know without looking closer into the technical specs, unfortunately. But that's an interesting idea. The idea of uh, iGPU having thirty sixty class, even lower end thirty sixty class performance, is really intriguing. We'll see.
2: I
1: mean, yeah, thirty fifty is one thing. Thirty sixty, like that's a jump.
2: <laughs> Yeah, Uh, I don't know the 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 performance boost we saw at that RDNA two roundup that you guys did on YouTube a few weeks back. That was so incredible. I wouldn't put it past them to be able to do that within a year or so.
1: I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, AMD's come a damn damn long way. So (laughs) we need it.
2: Pretty awesome.
0: Budget GPUs are going the way of the dodo, man. Even still, the only sub two hundred fifty dollars graphics card that you can reliably buy is still the one, the card that so many people love to hate, the RX six thousand five hundred XT. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if APUs just repeat replace the budget market sooner than later.
1: Yeah, we we keep talking about that. Yeah, and I keep wondering, yeah. like, dang, you know, is that is that the new norm? If you, if you're gonna, could, you know, yeah, because I guess for me, I always think of it as. You know, uh, if my cousin comes to me and he's like, hey, I want to build a gaming PC, what would I put in it? And yeah, if if, if there's a solid APU option, it's like, yeah, yeah. go for it. You know, if, if this actually does become a, a really, really damn good <laughs> low end part yeah go for it i mean he's whatever like he you know he plays it 10 I I, don't, he, I I don't even think he knows what resolution he plays at and i know he doesn't know what settings he chooses and i know he doesn't care what frame rates <laughs> he's playing at as long as it's playable kind of thing so yeah. like you know he just needs something that that gets the new games to run uh <laughs> yeah so yeah that that would be interesting it would it, it, uh, yeah. in in some ways it actually make it easier too to be like hey you know what go go out and buy this you don't need to get yeah. an extra gpu and yeah and make that, it that stuff
0: depends on the price that they throw on these things but it could make it easier and more straightforward and then you could always just throw a graphics card in later if you wanted. true yeah um
1: <clears throat> well we we got a, a super chat earlier uh, ten dollars from vc jester friend of the show uh always appreciated this was back uh r- right at the end of us talking about the the arc stuff um it came in like right after we had moved over to nvidia and said uh if if intel desktop gpus launch now all the reviews will compare it to the current gen competition if the next gen comes out before intel arcs move into the market uh will, will not look as pretty <laughs> no you know if, if if you're doing just an apple store just comparison so
0: yep that's 100 percent correct and that's you know the danger that intel is flirting with at this point but they also can't launch with the drivers being jacked up right like, that's been the rumor that this has been delayed because of driver woes, which Intel has a lot of experience with integrated graphics, but they have very little experience, or they're getting, they've just in the past couple of years started really aggressively attacking day one game updates. And desktops are just a whole nother beast. And you, part of the reason that AMD is still struggling to gain ground against NVIDIA is because it's software is great now, but it was terrible for so long that people were like, I bought a Radeon card and I'm not going to buy another one for a while because this was just a mess. Catalyst was a mess back in the day. And so it stinks that AM, uh, Intel is kind of losing its place right now. Like it's a sweet spot to launch, but if they launch and the drivers are all kinds of jacked up, like you only get one chance to make a first impression, uh, yeah it does it doesn't matter
1: if you have a ton of gpus waiting to be sold if the drivers aren't good yeah (laughs) god dang it (laughs) uh yeah um so we got a question from a friend of the show new tech Uh, do you think the rumors of a strong apu from amd could be preemptive response to meteor like from intel coming with 192 eus or more is competition preemptively a good thing and we've seen this before, too. It was like the best desktop gaming chip, you know, mm-hmm. AMD announced it and Intel, you know, like they keep trying to, yeah. to jockey for position. So,
0: yeah, I'm sure there's gamesmanship involved, definitely. But I genuinely would not be surprised if, like I said, budget GPUs are replaced by really great integrated GPUs before long cuz especially now that Intel is getting into the discrete graphics market. I'm sure they wouldn't mind like if you want to get an affordable gaming laptop right now, you buy like an RTX 50 3050 laptop, right? Like every low-end gaming laptop has Nvidia parts in it. Uh if Intel can take that away from Nvidia, that's a lot of money is taken away from Nvidia who is going to be their direct competitor going forward. So <laughs> There's gamesmanship going on in all different kinds of levels, I think, with all this stuff.
1: Yeah, especially on the laptop side. <laughs> yeah. I'm damn sure. Yeah, because you, you can get an all-Intel machine and you can get an all-AMD machine, but you're not going to be able to get an all-NVIDIA machine. <laughs> <There's-> nope. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, we got uh, Eek44, friend of the show, Eek44. Thanks so much. Gave us an 89.0. 89- Danish crones Uh, One day I'll You know, now that I keep saying it every week I wonder what it looks like Is a Danish crone like a a coin, a a paper bill I I need to look out I have no idea What they look like Uh, Because in my mind they seem really fancy Because Eek 44 is is a fancy
2: Out out of context, if you told me someone was giving me a Danish crone I'd think it was some kind of pastry Ooh, you know what, I would take
0: 89 of those Yes (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those are pretty cool looking actually they got holes in them Oh, crap!
1: All right. I need to look it up. Uh, but anyway, they gave us a 89 Danish Current said uh, to Brad's new card box. <laughs> uh,
0: Thank you.
2: Need a case.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to get yourself a new test bench. Um, <laughs> okay, we got a a, a, a question from uh, B Maj, friend of the show B Maj. Uh, what's a new game on the horizon that you're excited uh, to see launch? Uh, Mike, you, you're you're a gamer, right? Uh,
2: I am, and I, I hate to sound like some curmudgeonly old jerk, but frankly, there hasn't been a whole lot coming out lately that's really been exciting to me. Uh, the last game that I played a lot, and uh, it might be sacrilege to say it here on this stream, was uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I was looking forward to that for a long, long time. I bought a PS5 specifically for that game. That was good. Um, and it's, it's oh, man, it was really good. the The story was not something that, really impressed me, but I frankly didn't think it could be because the first one was so good and so tight and ended on such a really satisfying sci-fi element. But if you're looking for an open world game, that's that's really enjoyable and really well polished. I like that. Looking at the horizon, man, I don't see a lot that is just reaching out to me as something I have to play. There's overwatch 2 I've been trying out the beta for it. And if you've looked at any of the feedback,
0: (laughs) it's like, this is pretty
2: much the same as the first game and they've barely made any changes. How could this be, like, a, a four-year product?
0: Why, why are uh, there five players uh, now, a team? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, they
2: uh, there's, there's a lot of, of complex, like, community stuff going on in the background of that, and there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of very specific reasons for why they made those changes, but between how very little has actually changed and how much time and money has been spent on it, and then you've got a lot of stuff going on in the background at Activision Blizzard at the same time, it's... I mean it would be charitable charitable to call it a letdown so <laughs> I, I appreciate that's not a great answer to that question it's like eh, mm-hmm. nothing but
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: well brad you, you you excited for starfield
0: starfield is something i'll have to see more about before i'm excited about it but in general i like bethesda rpg so yes but really i think in the near term i've been playing less video games fewer video games recently myself now that the world's opening up i go outside again uh But some I'm looking forward to in the future are basically uh, new iterations of older franchises I love. So there's Homeworld 3 is supposed to come out towards the end of this year, which is based on Homeworld and Homeworld 2 which were remastered a few years ago and the remasters were freaking excellent so i'm excited to see what they can do with homeworld 3 they also put out deserts of the karak which is also good uh and i think it's next year at this point but the new stalker game like i love the stalker uh, yeah, games that, that To was, me, that was
1: my pick too i was just like oh, oh. man,
0: <laughs> yeah give me more stalker
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny i like stalker uh was one of those games where i was jealous of of the pc before i had a pc that can play it and it was like one day like oh man i keep hearing about this stalker game i remember i tried to play it on my e-machines that i had and it was you know like 24p you know like 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 five frames a second and i was like well i can i can see some things i can kind of move around inch ever closer to it but yeah i i saw i i've never really gotten into a stalker game which is actually why i love chernobylite so much uh because it was like very much stalker s kind of experience so
0: at the metro series keeps the vibe up but it's not quite the same and another game that i think i'm looking forward to but i'll need to see more about it is redfall uh hopefully we'll hear about more about that next month at bethesda and microsoft showcase uh that's the one they showed off last year just a trailer But it's basically a bunch of people using guns and weird magic powers fighting against cultists and vampires. It looks like Left 4 Dead with cultists and vampires and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I love the Left 4 Dead series. I love that formula. And I really like Arcane Studios and especially what they're doing with combat now that they have it under the same roof and everything these days. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that could be cool, but I'm going to have to wait to see more.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, one last one is Stray. It's a uh, cyberpunk cat game. Very excited about that. Oh, I remember the
2: previews. It does look very interesting. It, it does look yeah. real cool. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. Uh, another one the Eternal Duo A. Uh, I always, yeah. Uh, 2022 seems worse than 2021. Will 2023 be better? What are people's expectations?
0: I live my life without expectations these days, man. You just keeps roll with it. Blood pressure down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's roll with it. I, I would say, I mean, at least one good thing about 2022 is that now, you know, graf- graphic card prices are, are starting to come back <laughs> down. So well, that's a good thing. <laughs> Hopefully that maintains till 2023. Uh, but, Hopefully it uh, keeps
0: going, because these days you're only paying 10 to 20% extra for a two-year-old graphics card. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and I would I would hesitate to make any kind of long term predictions at this point. Uh, not to get political, but all the, all the different different variables that are affecting everything and everyone all the time. Nah, who who the hell knows?
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: uh, I just realized that Eternal Duo A also gave a, a ten euro super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, not, not as tasty as a crone, but a euro. You know. <laughs> um, with constantly increasing prices, manufacturing manufacturers focusing on the high end. This release from AMD and Intel's continued fumbles and delays. Where are we going to get good news for the desktop market? I'd say I on agree. the
0: CPU side, it's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, on the CPU side, it's been great. Now yeah. that Intel forced it, you got to remember AMD is definitely focusing on higher end stuff. This now uh they didn't even release ryzen 3 processors until elderly came out so yeah i agree everybody every company is prioritizing the high-end stuff so it stinks to be a pc gamer on a budget these days
1: yeah right well hopefully yeah um let's see uh vc gesture gave us a, a 10 dollars super chat earlier uh, and i said I'd, I'd ask it uh he said um where's gordon uh, Brad, also, do you know when the the Alder Lake HX will be
0: launched, or do
1: you have no comment?
0: Alder Lake HX launched this morning, so go to PCWorld.com and you can read an excellent article by Mark Hockman. 16-core uh, laptop CPUs for the first time. It's kind of a kludge because it's Alder Lake, so it's eight performance cores and eight efficiency cores. They're not all big cores, but it's the first 16-core big laptop. Uh, they should be even faster than the h series chips like the hk and stuff like that for select tasks these ones are made more for not gaming although they'll be very good gaming chips too
1: and and meant for real thick heavy duty yeah. laptops yeah uh i yeah. i will say yeah so what vc is trying to get at is you know where, where's gordon right now you know mm-hmm. is he testing that uh no we we had talked last week we we like had limited time because I, I was off uh, earlier in the week, <laughs> but, uh, but it was like, oh man, we should do a video on this HX. And, uh, you know, but I was like, we also got this arc thing. So we ended up doing one video. We only had time for one video. We did the arc thing. So we didn't really cover the, the HX thing, but, you know, Gordon is excited to have, you know, even more cores in a laptop uh that's gordon's thing for sure (laughs) but no he's he's not off reviewing that
0: uh right now he Um, is on a work trip as you said earlier which we can't talk about but i'm real excited that somebody's on a work trip again for the first time in a long time (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's 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 good uh yeah um let's see we got a couple i'm gonna switch over to discord got a couple over there um Uh Okay. Well. Oh uh, here. Uh, Kraken, friend of the show, Kraken is asking. Uh, AMD just announced that they are going to be the keynote at Computex in. Uh, <laughs> you know, coming up in what a couple couple weeks now. Uh, is PC World going to attend?
0: Uh, we are not going to Computex itself because Taiwan has some pretty strict quarantine requirements. Uh, that would basically you'd have to leave your life. For half a month to go over there and cover it so with it being a mixture of physical and virtual this year we're going to be covering it from afar
1: yeah no i'll I'll tell you i was i was very excited i you know like there is part of me that i'm like you know what i I could sit around in a hotel room for seven days (laughs) Uh, you know you know i I might go crazy but i I got my steam deck i could probably stream some games (laughs) like 24 hour game streams on PC world or something. But yeah, it's like, yeah. While I can, well, I could do it. You know, Gordon's got a family. He, he can't do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> so we've all yeah. gone
2: through a year or more of, uh, of pandemic, you know, isolation. We can handle it. Yeah. It's right? nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's no, thanks. I think it, 2020, it, it, when all this happened was the first year that I was considering going to Computex for the first time, I was really excited to be able to go visit Asia for the first time, but fell through.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, no, it was it was a good time. I'm glad, and and I've been trying to go ever since. And it, it was funny. Uh, some of these people might might realize this or not. When Willis got hired, uh, he got hired on on the idea that you know he's going to help go to trade shows and you know travel travel the world for coverage stuff. And then we don't do any travel, so <laughs> Willis has never attended a trade show with us. And oh. uh, you know I don't know if he's going to be ready because uh, it's, it's a wild ride. <laughs> so yes, sir. I was hoping Computex would be the one, but. I'm bring fine. red bulls and clip bars yeah 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 um anyway there's that one um here, here's a good uh, interesting one from a friend of the show pedro akura uh it may seem like a stupid question but here goes uh your opinion on gaming do you need the latest and greatest to play all games at high with 120 fps uh in like high ultra settings resolution um this is because all general uh people talk about is the new stuff and it seems like the older hardware can still push those settings at those resolutions from example, previous gen to current gen, like, you know, the 20 series.
0: Well, it depends on if you're actually trying to hit 120 FPS. If you're trying to hit 120 FPS on Ultra on the most modern, cutting-edge, strenuous games, you're going to need a beefy GPU to do that. But if you're willing to dial stuff back to high or medium, like, and not necessarily hit 120 fps but you have 120 fps monitor. you just want it as fast as possible uh you could definitely get by with older stuff like oh definitely yeah we have an upgrade culture that kind of stinks like that's part of the reason why i always say if what you're gaming and using is still doing you right like don't rush to upgrade because you can squeeze a lot of life out of old graphics cards old cpu stuff like that
1: I mean, uh, the, yeah, there are a ton of people out there with st- you know still on 1080s, 1080 Ti's. You know, like mm-hmm. sure you're missing out on you know certain features or whatnot, but like yeah, I mean, especially if you're you're just at 1080p, which <clears throat> most people game at 1080p, like that that thing's still still damn solid. I mean, w- when I do my my game things and I I switch out the the different GPUs to kind of see what I can hit performance-wise, sometimes I'm still surprised by the 1060. I'm like, hey, 1080p. This this thing, you know, 1080p high is still rock solid. Like, yep. you know, and that yep. that's definitely an old card, long in the tooth.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely keep using old old cards. Are still still good, especially like the 1080i came out as like a entry level 4k or the best 4k card at the time. But these days, it's still very good at 1440p. It'd be great for 1080p, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Yeah. Um uh, a couple more here. Um some of these are are, are pointed towards Gordon, so mm-hmm. uh we'll, we'll we'll wait till he gets back. Um but uh Yeah. Oh, uh, he, uh here's one from uh RUATXNJRO6. Don't know if how I'm supposed to say that, but uh, <laughs> friend of the show. Uh said, uh, said, Here's a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. Is there a location that has uh, all the video and mp3 podcast links to the foldered episodes? um, in order. Uh, so I, I responded to this in discord, but I, I thought it might actually help some people, uh, as well. We do have an official RSS feed, uh, for the audio versions. Uh, and that is in the, the company that we use to host is megaphone. Uh, so th- there's a link to that, but also, um, like on, on, the website, uh, we have all, you know, all of the, the posts, uh, over on pcworld.com. There is a YouTube playlist that contains all of the, the the full nerd episodes uh theoretically in order as long as i put it in in order <laughs> so yeah there, there's there's definitely some places to get it so
0: it's on spotify you, too right
1: it's on spotify yep yep uh, yeah and anywhere podcasts are, are, are caught uh, i realize i i don't think we're on title you know maybe i need to get on title but who, uh, <laughs> maybe not we're, yeah we're, 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 on, we're on most places uh so yeah it's it's a good Good time if, you know, I'm, I'm always surprised by how many people go back and listen to old episodes. I, I mean, I do that with old podcasts, but I am I also feel like I'm a, I don't know, an edge case. I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of podcasts, so.
0: I do that too, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I look at our metrics and I'm like, man, people are still, you know, watching some really old shows. Uh, so I think people fun. find
2: like a new show that they're interested in and then just start from the beginning, binge it all the way up to the current
1: yeah, that would be the the GTX 1080 review. I think that was episode one. Uh,
0: yeah, something like that. Something episode like that. zero.
1: Yeah, yeah. Episode zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we got a fifteen dollars super chat from Mike Quinton, a friend of the show. Thank you so much. Uh, but then he retracted his message. So uh, thank you anyway. Yeah, if you want to put it in, I I, I will read it. Um, but we'll we'll get a, a couple more in here before we head out because it's already uh, it's already lunchtime. Um, Oh you know what I'm going to hold this one to Gordon too You know Gordon just He he likes to rant about some of these things and I feel like Some of these are are right up Right up his alley a friend of the show NoCloud said uh, how much of your life Is being consumed by updates
0: I moved Into the city and got Gigabyte internet or whatever Very fast internet so very little of my Life is consumed by updates these days It's wonderful (laughs) (laughs) I used to have to. I lived in the woods. I had a 25 megabyte per second Comcast connection. That's what you could get out there. So whenever I needed to download new games, because games are freaking huge these days, to be able to benchmark them, I would have to get it started the night before, go to sleep, hope the Internet didn't get knocked out or whatever, and hope that it was working in the morning. Whereas now I can sit here and download a full game, like massive game in minutes. And it's life changing.
1: Yeah, Gordon and I just download games just to delete them, because we can't. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I, I've been in the same uh, boat, Brad, for several years. I was in the middle of nowhere, Texas, running, like, doing much of the same stuff that I do now off of a Verizon 3G connection. Ooh. So, when I wanted to download new PC games, I would literally grab my laptop, go into town at Starbucks, load the whole thing onto <laughs> Steam on my laptop, bring it home, copy it onto the desktop, because awesome. otherwise it would be Days and days to get it down. Oh, but all yeah. American ingenuity right
0: there.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. And I I don't know, maybe I feel like there's two things for me. I like I said, I, I'm lucky enough to have a separate rig for gaming. Uh so every time I fire that up, I get I see the updates, and that's a lot more apparent to me than my work machine that I'm on every day. Like the updates just kind of happen or whatever, you know, the game one, it's not not on for a couple days. Uh, so it it's more there, but the, the, the steam deck has this very particular thing where it'll download, uh, uh shader files like, like <clears throat> cached shader files. And every single time I turn that damn thing on the fans crank up and I, and I look in the downloads and it's downloading like, you know, and I have a ton of games installed right now. Like, I don't know like 35 games or something so i just i see this big ass list of like you know game updates and i'm just like oh my god that's like those can make a real difference though for for sure no i I mean i'm glad it does it it just it's one of those things that you know and i'm just like oh it's an update and i'm like oh no it's just the the shader file so now i get confused by that because i'm like wait (laughs) what's an update what's just the shader file uh but no matter whatever every time i turn on i'm like dang (laughs)
0: <laughs> those actually, those precast shader files made it so Elden Ring ran better on the Steam Deck than it did on Windows PCs at first, which <laughs> yeah, was for sure big news for the Steam Deck in its early days. <laughs> for Sure. Um, well, Mike Quinton uh, gave another $15
1: super chat, not necessary, but thank you. Uh, and it wasn't a, a question, it was uh, just a comment that said uh, they're, they are rocking an i7 4770K and an <laughs> RTX uh, 580 which I think he means RX 580 uh, yep. and it, and it plays it all. Yeah, you're yep. you're you're good. Don't uh if if you're loving it, then don't don't worry about it. Yeah. Um okay. Before uh, I started
0: this job, I would just always buy real budget like $200 or less graphics cards, just play on medium or high and be happy for years. Yeah. You got what you got. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right, last question before we get out of here. It's an important one, Mike, uh, but one I I need to ask. Everyone needs to know. Uh, is it a chicken burger or a chicken sandwich
2: it's absolutely a chicken sandwich yeah final word
1: yes Uh, you you are on the right side of history my friend i'm glad
2: (laughs) i'm glad we can all agree to this (laughs) i mean i love them both but they have very specific delineations in their categories there's nothing to argue here
0: (laughs) exactly yeah all right well that that was easy (laughs) <laughs> now the real reason that Mike is on this podcast has been revealed. Yep, yep. Uh, <sighs> sorry,
1: Gordon. Uh, you know, your your chicken burger thing just doesn't make sense. Uh, we, we have Mike.
0: <laughs> fun fact, Mike started something like six months ago or something like that. The first mm-hmm. question I asked you in your interview was, so alien or aliens? And that was uh-huh. this and is a similar and level. What was of your question.
2: answer? There
0: we go. Well, you
2: you can't really, you can't directly compare them. This is apples and oranges. They're both amazing uh, movies in different genres that try to do different things.
1: That's a non answer, Mike. Which one's better?
2: (laughs) I'm not going to tell you which one's better. Uh, The (laughs) Alien is an amazing horror movie. Aliens is an amazing action movie. Uh, I'd say, in pure terms of cinematography and importance in like the history of sci-fi movies you gotta go with the original just because it's the first one so Alien
1: dang look at that and Gordon's not here to argue he'd be saying yeah but which one would you rather watch on Spike TV oh I'd absolutely (laughs) rather watch Aliens sitting down with
2: popcorn yeah you gotta watch (laughs) Aliens obviously
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah okay All right. sweet good Mike Mm -hmm. you're you're awesome Uh, (laughs) thank you for uh, these these uh, are Neither one of those were
2: controversial opinions. I feel,
1: I, you know. <laughs> surprisingly, he'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, here on this podcast, we we debate about some random things. <laughs> those seem well, to as be long as you didn't ask ones. me about
2: the what was it? Uh, one giant horse-sized chicken or a hundred chicken-sized <laughs> horses, <laughs> ducks.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one's a weird one. I don't, uh, you know, or, or what is it? A bat or knife or bat? Which would you rather have? That, that's another eternal. It's like none of, none of these
2: are appealing situations for me to be in. Why are you? Making
0: I don't know. Fighting a horse-sized duck sounds pretty epic. Like that's kind of appealing, but I'm not okay, into I, animal cruelty. I would take a so.
1: photo, you know, or like, like live stream it or something. And then if it kills me, then cool. You know, like I'm a part of history because, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't want to fight like a
2: horse-sized horse. I've been around there for large parts of my life. Those are dangerous animals, damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but the, usually horses buck, right? You know that's kind of how they're dangerous. Yeah,
2: they also bite, bite you, and and sort of like do this boxing move. They're 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 fifteen hundred pound animals. They're, True. You you do not relax around horses. Well, I'm just thinking what what would a
1: what would a, a duck a fifteen hundred pound duck do? Because it, it's not going to kick you. Those legs are just too weird. I guess mm, it would just I mean hit you, hit you with the beak, right?
0: Or like geese can you break around. your
2: arm by like smacking you with their wings. So yeah, yeah. And that's just I a regular just,
0: sized goose. Yeah, I just want to eat a gigantic piece of duck now. So thank you for this. <laughs> yeah, All duck right. is my favorite meat.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, well, why don't you take us out of here uh, with All an right. awesome ending, and and we'll go eat some duck. Yeah.
0: So like last time, I did not practice the ending whatsoever. So <laughs> wherever you're following us. Hit that like or subscribe or whatever button, whatever they say on the YouTubes these days. If you listen to us on Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone FM, Apple Podcasts, you know, shoot us a like. We'd appreciate it. Every time you do, Mike supplies the wrong answer for alien versus aliens. Uh, So thank you for everyone being here this week. I'm Brad Charkis. Thanks to Mike for joining us. Uh, Mike says bye uh but and right, <laughs> adam patrick murray is going to take us out
1: uh yeah wow that was fun yeah mike thank you for being here uh you you answered all the questions uh great We're, we definitely need to have have you back so 50 fun. thanks man we'll, we'll <laughs> see you later bye